When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Happy Monday, everybody. Just one game in the National Hockey League. That is Philadelphia at Chicago. Two teams nowhere near the playoff cut line. The Edmonton Oilers are in, and they're going to play the Penguins tomorrow. That's Furnace Family Oilers Hockey with the face-off show at 3.30. The game will start at 5. The Oilers... Could not clinch second in the Pacific Division yesterday, losing to Columbus. So we got to wait on that. The magic number is two. Any points the Oilers get or L.A. does not get. The Kings next game is going to be on Wednesday against Seattle. The Raptors trying to stay alive tonight. They are at Philadelphia. The game starts, of course, the uh, 76ers in control in that series up three games to one. So we will keep you updated. The Oilers practice today in Pittsburgh. Darnell Nurse, Yesi Pugliarvi, not with the team on this road trip. Doesn't look like Nurse is going to play uh, until the playoffs, hopefully in game one of the playoffs, but we'll see. Pugliarvi still getting over uh, an illness that also kept them out of the game on Friday. So that's the update with those two guys. Some uh, news today from the NHL and from the Oilers. All the teams announcing their uh, nominees for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy. It is, of course, uh, awarded to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey, the uh, list is going to be narrowed. Every team puts forward one player, and then it's narrowed down to three finalists, and they're going to name the winner between games three and four of the Stanley Cup uh, final. Some of the notables, Ryan Getzlaff for the Anaheim Ducks, Edmonton native Jake DeBrusque for the Boston Bruins. Uh, you got Carey Price for the Montreal Canadiens, Chara for the Islanders, Kreider for the Rangers. Uh, Jack Eichel is the nominee for the Vegas Golden Knights, and, of course, Edmonton's nominee is the old cowboy, Chris Russell, who had this to say about getting the nod. A little surprise, actually, but uh, obviously a huge honor. Um, something that I think is folded on by the media, so I'm very appreciative. But, you know, I, thought, I think a lot of guys in this room could have been up for that. All right, well, as you might expect, Chris Russell with uh, not too much to say about himself or getting the nomination. So for a little more enlightenment on uh, what Chris Russell means to the team, here's Leon Dreisaitl. I think Rusty's obviously... As we all know, the ultimate warrior, right? Um, it's uh, it's pretty crazy to think that um, you know he does this night after night, getting in front of you know this this little rubber puck that seems to be pretty hard. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's hard to put into words how how much we appreciate him. Um, you know, obviously, it doesn't always show up on the scoreboard or. Um, not the flashiest guy, but, um, you know, he's done so much for our team, so much for our culture, so much for this whole organization, right? So, um, yeah, we, we appreciate him so much. Um, I don't, I don't even think he knows. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool to be, um, one of his teammates. That is Leon Dreisaitl, and Russell says, well, yeah, I, I do know. I do feel appreciated by my teammates. You know, they've always been behind me, especially when I broke the record there. They were, um, 
you know, kind of the appreciation they showed me was obviously, you know, big. And, um, but at the same time, it's just part of, uh, I feel like a lot of us do that and a lot of stepping in, like we said, Dunks is right beside me. So it's, uh, we got guys that will commit to doing that kind of stuff. And I think that's what makes a good team. You kind of have everything. All right, so that is Chris Russell. Good for him to get the nomination. Thanks for tuning in tonight, nine minutes after six. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Elks Radio 630. Chad, we are going to have a prominent member of your Edmonton Elks coming up between 730 and 8 tonight. That is running back James Wilder Jr. Kelly Rudy will be on between 630 and 7 for his weekly appearance. Uh, I, I think he has a pretty cool memory of Guy Lafleur that he's going to share tonight. And also Phil Bork will set up things from a Penguins angle uh, after the 7 o'clock news. Phil's always fun to have on the show. You are welcome to participate in the program on the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling system certainteed pro all the way it is 780-496-0063 you can email inside sports at 630 ched.com and you can follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s now as for the certainteed hotline i i'm going to give you a bit of an assignment in a minute or two here that could turn out to be one of the most fun things we've ever done on this show or it could turn out to be a complete disaster either way it should be entertaining so i will lead into that first of all uh i've got a little piece of audio here kellen's going to play in a second it is al pacino's 82nd birthday today now you may be sitting there thinking reed have you lost your final marble why are you talking about al pacino on inside sports well because al pacino gave one of the greatest sports movie speeches of all time from any given Sunday. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. Hell yeah. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the Right, so that's part of uh, Pacino delivering that speech from any given Sunday. That's obviously not the the whole thing, but that's uh, a part of it that I really like. I think, and a part everybody remembers about fighting for those inches, clawing for those inches, and all those little inches could be the difference between winning and losing in a football game. Or I suppose you can apply that to your sport of choice. So I really enjoyed that. So here is my uh, here is my challenge to you tonight. 
First of all, you can you can write in uh, either emailing or texting your favorite sports movie inspirational speech of all time. I, I, I'm expecting there's a couple I'm going to hear a lot of, and if you just believe it's the Pacino one, that's fine. I, I, there's certainly one other that I, I think is going to be brought up a lot. Um, there's probably some I, I'm forgetting. I have not seen every single sports movie uh, ever made by any means. But uh, there's certainly ones that come to mind. So it's kind of like, but we're going to, that's, that's the one point part of the assignment. This is sort of going to be a little bit like Australian rules football. You know how they have the four goalposts. And if you kick the ball between the, uh, the two on the outside, it's, it's one point, but if you get it right down the middle, that's the six point goal. I'm not sure if they have other names like a, you know, a, a didgery kick or whatever, but uh, so it, that the one pointer is just you telling Kellen and I what what it is, strictly identifying your favorite sports movie inspirational speech. The six pointer is if you call in and replicate the speech. I'm serious. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Take some time to work on it. Maybe practice on a loved one. And again, if there's obviously profanity in the speech, you are required to cut that out. Uh, we will we will drop your call if you if you put in a word and, and that'll ruin it for everybody. So don't do that. But if if you're able to recreate your favorite uh, sports movie inspirational speech, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you want to do it. Kellen, what do you think? Is there is there any wrestling movies? <laughs> there's a movie called The Wrestler, I guess. Yes. I don't the, know if that had a big speech in it. Exactly. Well, Rourke I think movie? there's a couple of, like, Mickey Rourke's character in The Wrestler had a couple of real nice monologues and that stuff in it. Well, it won an, like an Academy Award or Oscar or something like that, right? So um, that'd probably be the biggest one. <sighs> I don't know. No holds barred from Hulk Hogan <laughs> back in 1989, maybe. But I don't think there was anything that was, you know, memorable from that or, you know, I don't think I, what was that other one Hogan was in? Was it Tropic Thunder or something? Not Tropic Thunder. That was the one with Stiller and Yeah, Tom Stiller Cruise. and, yeah, those guys. Was it? Hogan uh, Thunder in Paradise is what you're Thunder thinking. Thunder in Paradise. Yes. That was the Hulk Hogan movie. Trust okay. me, there's nothing quotable from Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember the cover box from my days working at Blockbuster. I'm pretty sure I've not seen the actual film. And they actually so, used his real first name in it. It was Terry Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, Terry. Because uh, what's his last name again? Balea. Balea, right. I, I think it was Beluga, but that's a whale. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that was the weirdest thing, you know, walking in and saying, hey, that's Hulk Hogan. Terry Hulk Hogan? What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, again, you have time to practice. I think this is one of those things. I have no idea if anybody's going to do this. I, I have no idea. We get a lot of ideas that, that go nowhere, uh, but maybe somebody will have some. Uh, somebody did something a couple weeks ago that we, we thought nobody might do. Um, and you have until 8 o'clock if you want to try to refine it, get the dialogue down, watch it on YouTube so you can you can really get it down. Your participation is uh, always appreciated, but uh, no pressure. Okay, uh, I want to jump in at when we get back. We'll do a quick timeout here. Some interesting comments about officiating in the NHL from a former official. That's next on Inside Sports. All right, quick 
start for the Raptors as they try to stay alive in Philly. 7-21 left in the first quarter. Raptors leading the Sixers 18-10. We'll keep an eye on that one as uh, they try to take it back to Toronto for game six after being down three games to nothing. Uh, Luke, for great motivational speeches in sports movies, going back to Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. I'm sure going to the state finals is beyond your wildest dreams, so let's just keep it right there. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Okay? Yes, and then the, the right. clapping starts. I, the, the one thing I remember more about that movie, and it's been a while since I've seen it, and I probably... Well, I think I have forgotten more about the details of movies uh, than I remember at this point in my life. And a lot of times I just think, well, I I remember I'd like that movie. I might remember a a scene. I can't remember everything. But I believe that was the movie when they walked into the big arena where they were going to play the state championship game. Didn't Hackman get somebody to measure? Because the the players were kind of in awe of being in this, you know, big NBA-style stadium after playing in their little uh, small-town school. And I didn't he get out a tape measure and have somebody measure? Well, the rim's still 10 feet off the ground. The foul line's still 15 feet from the front of the rim or whatever it is. That that was a cool little thing that I remember from that movie. Thank you for, uh, Luke, for that. And Mark said something from Happy Gilmore? Was- yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, I'm going to listen to it to see if we can air it a little later on. But uh, <laughs> Chub, it was from Chubb's the coach to Happy Gilmore. The ball wants to go to its home. Just tap it in. The, the only thing I remember about that movie was, uh, well, his awkward swing because didn't he kind of run up to the ball? Take yes. A, take a run at it? Exactly. And, and he, that's the one where he fought Bob Barker. Yes. And Bob and Barker beat up uh, Adam The Sanders famous character. quote from that, the price is wrong, Bob. I'm taking it from the TV version. Right. If I played okay. the movie yes. version, we'd be thrown off the air. Yes. It'd be something else. Okay. Well, yeah, sometimes it's a good you know, fight involving a game show host can be motivation in itself. Dave Jackson is uh, the ESPN rule analyst, and he's a former National Hockey League referee. And he was on with Stoff earlier today. Oilers now is on noon to two every day here on 630 Chet. So on Friday night, the Oilers got the penalty on Nugent Hopkins late in the first period that put them down five on three. Uh, a lot of oil country didn't like the call, including the Oilers bench and Jay Woodcroft didn't like it. And he wanted to talk to the officials going off the ice and say, what's up? How can you put us down five on three on a call of that caliber? And uh, the referee kind of waved him off. And so we talked about that a little bit. Should the ref go over and talk, you know, offer an explanation, explain what's going on. Um, so Bob asked Jackson who refed in the NHL, have did you ever wave off a coach who wanted to talk to you at the end of a period? 
probably pretty much every time. That's just a bad time to talk to a coach. It looks like, you know, the period's over. There could be some heated heated moments that went on right before that. And we're actually encouraged not to go talk to a coach at the end of a period. But what I would always do is I would tell him or I would tell the captain, right at the beginning of the next period, if you're standing there, I'll, I'll come talk to you. That gives him 15 minutes to cool down. It also gives him a chance to look at the replay. And possibly he has a different perspective when he comes back out. And then I'll go right to him. I'll go right to him beginning of the next period and say, hey, what can I do for you? What's up? And by that time, you know, things have cooled down a bit. There's less chance of it being confrontational. So that's interesting. He said he would wave off coaches at the end of a period pretty much every time. And he explained why. He wanted to give the coach a little bit of time to cool down. One thing that I've been asked about a lot over the years, and Rob and I get asked about it, how do refs get evaluated? What happens during the season if there are calls that teams don't like? Jackson also gave a little bit of insight there. The referee-in-chief, uh, Stephen Walkham, director of officiating, I mean, he must field you know, 100 calls a week from teams. Uh, some are calling complaining, some are calling asking questions, and he fields them out. Like, you know, probably if he gets 100 calls, probably 10 of them are, are really valid complaints, and those 10 valid complaints he will address. He'll go and watch the tape, he will call that official if necessary, and he'll, you know, ask him what he was thinking, maybe send him a clip on it, and explain that that's not what we want called, or if it's a missed call, this is what we want called. So going forward, no, you'll have my support if you make this call. But yeah, it definitely dealt. It, it, it's definitely micromanaged, and I say that in a good way. It's micromanaged to that. If there's an issue, it gets dealt with behind the scenes. All right, interesting stuff. Uh, about about a hundred complaints a week, he thinks, from coaches to the director of officiating, Kelly Rooney. When we get back to Inside Sports. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.